I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the sinking of the Lusitania. So grab your declaration of war. And let's get civical. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walentowski. And what's going on in the world? We're recording post-midterms mm-hmm. now. So some some surprises, some not surprises. And and what's funny mm-hmm. is that it's like it's not we still don't know all of the outcomes yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. I hope everybody voted. If you didn't, there are special elections happening. Oh my gosh, please go vote in them. the United States. So mm-hmm. you should definitely check if you have any special elections going on in your area. Because you never know. You A lot of runoffs. They just pop up. They just pop up and you're like, oh my God, we have to do this again. Again. And again. I, thought I did again. this before. But go vote. It's fun. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. 
What else is new with you, Arden? Anything? Arden and I have seen each other. Oh my god! Thrice in person over the past three weeks. It's once been, a week. It's been it's great. Been amazing. It's been great. Yeah, I have not seen you so much since before the pandemic. And I think even aside, if you take recording out of it, I don't even think we saw each other that frequently before the pandemic. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure, we, would go- we would see each other at work. At work, that's true. That's yeah. True. Yes, yeah. it's been. It's been a while, but we've seen, we've been, Lizzie has been my Broadway show date for the last three weeks. And I it's have. been so fun. We've been seeing all sorts of mm-hmm. theater on the Great White Way. Yes. And all I, musicals. All, weirdly, all musicals, mm-hmm. which is not normally what I feel like A, we get tickets to see. Right. You know, like, but yeah, it's been. Yeah. A lot of me, I think, I think it's just because there's a lot of musicals right now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah. Arden and I are coming off of uh, glowing at seeing each other. So if it feels like we're closer than ever, it's because we've spent, we've spent so much arguably time. 12 hours next to each other in Broadway <laughs> houses watching <laughs> um, musicals. Watching musicals. And it's been really fun. I forgot really what fun. it was like to be with you in person. Your vibe. I know. Your energy. It's so good. I'm I'm so different in it's person. Drastic. It's drastic. drastic. It's crazy. I'm a blonde. I know. She's quiet. I'm quiet. Yeah, I don't say a word. No, I don't say a word. And it's not because there's a performance happening. It's no. because I have nothing to say. No, it's just meek, quiet. Yeah. Introvert. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I really liked Act One. <laughs> it was. It was really a great, great story. <laughs> <laughs> Me oh intermission. Yep, that's exactly it. Um, I have no. I was going to try and do a transition, and I. Have I was waiting nothing. for it, and I knew that you couldn't. Well, I'll, I, this is. I'll transition <laughs> this. I'll transition this because I have a good transition. Because okay, good. You sent me these notes a couple of days ago, and all I saw was the first four words, and I thought that you had like put the Titanic up for us to do and i was like oh gosh this is too soon yeah this is too soon it's it's not supposed to be this episode we're supposed to wait for like either the anniversary or a 200th episode and right. then i opened the document and it's the sinking of the lusitania yes! different and different. i was like okay different okay this i see what you're doing yeah, I am very excited. I got very excited I, to do this. I am very excited to do this. I knew virtually nothing about the sinking of the Lusitania except that it did in fact sink. It's, um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, but it's also it nicely dovetail with Veterans Day, which was mm. of course the anniversary of Armistice Day, mm-hmm. the end of World War One. Because as we will talk about the Lusitania, the sinking of the Lusitania was. Partly what brought us in, brought the United States into the First World War. Yeah. So. That's all I know about it. Yeah. To be honest. I'm mm-hmm. like, all I know is that once the Lusitania went down, we went up to we, war. People were very <laughs> angry that very angry. the Germans had killed Americans. Civilians. Civilians. You can't do that. No. No. That's a yeah. line. That's a line. Yeah. yeah. It's the Pearl Harbor of World War One, if you think about it. it. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like, I mean, we'll talk about it. It wasn't like such a, there was a lull. It was the thing I think that made Americans, like the public angry, but mm. it did take some time. Sure. Because uh, your favorite 
president. Oh, I know exactly. Oh, my God. I, I, oh, I should be drinking. Just knocked it out of the park with his response to this catastrophe. He, he is best when there's catastrophic events happening. Mm-hmm. Yikes, my guys. I can't wait to get raging. Yes, so he excited. serves up you. He serves you up some great, some great moments, opportunities Whew. for further frustrations and anger. Okay, great, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Well, with that teaser, do you want to give us the sources so we can get to the bottom of the ocean of oh my this gosh. episode? Yes, I'm amazing. Yeah. The first source is the Library of Congress. Oh my god! Thank I God! Mean, Thank God! Stop! So amazing. A nice little article by ThoughtCo. ThoughtCo right. often has like really great information that you can't find anyplace else. And I'm like, what is this online magazine? Because it's perfectly <laughs> legitimate, but I'm just like, yeah. How are, who are your researchers? They're awesome. They're awesome. There's a portion of the of the notes that are um, – it's taken from a book called Lost Liners. It's a book by Robert D. Ballard and Rick Archibald. But this – the actual – link to the to the source material is on pbs.org because pbs then i think made it into like a little series series about lost liners Mm. so it's a great like post-mortem description of like where is the lusitania now in the water and what she looks like and all that oh my god she's still in the water of course she's still in the water she's still in the water somebody go get her oh my my gosh people people have tried they've basically been destroyed and taken her and taken apart oh yeah golly yeah like like you know because she's she's in very not super shallow water but relatively speaking shallow water yeah so yeah she's been you know the grave the not grave diggers that's very different grave diggers grave i mean it kind of yeah it's just in the ocean but like people are died there i'm sure that yeah i mean yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is the grave of some. It is the grave of some. And then certainly last but not least, history.com. We go nowhere without her except when she has nothing for us. Correct. Correct. All right. I am literally my heart is racing. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do this. So we'll talk about main points, essential natures of the sinking of the Lusitania, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty. So broad strokes. On May 7th. 1915, a German U-boat torpedoed the British-owned luxury steamship Lusitania, killing 1,195 people, including 128 Americans. So here's two things I already didn't know, Mm -hmm. which this will sound crazy, but I always thought like the Lusitania was like a a battleship. Like like I I thought it was like Uh military owned. I had no idea that this was like a Titanic of sorts. Yeah. As far as like its purpose and i also had no idea it killed like a, almost 1200 people right civilians 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 two things i already didn't know mm-hmm. this is crazy here we yeah. go the disaster immediately strained relations between germany and the neutral united states i mean sure, sure. <laughs> the only the only response is strained <laughs> like if my <laughs> imagine your friend goes off and like butchers 1200 people and you're like okay i've now now there's tension now there's tension our yes correct anderson cooper of cnn our relationship is a little strained a little a little cold did not see this coming from her so relations between germany and the u.s are strained 
and the neutral United States fueled anti-German sentiment and set off a chain of events that eventually led to the United States entering World War I. I mean, yeah, so the United States is about to talk some mad shit Mm -hmm. about the Germans for killing 1,200 civilians. Yeah. 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 I mean, what what do you expect them to do? Not talk shit? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's the only response. I mean, Correct. actually, the only response is to, like, enter the war immediately upon oh, no, 1,200 no. civilians being killed. Right. But in true fashion, and I know exactly who's at the helm of this ship. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. I know why we waited already. We'll find out. Okay. A headline in the New York Times the following day said, quote, Divergent views of the sinking of the Lusitania. End quote sums up the initial public response to the disaster. Some saw it as a blatant act of evil, which I think is the only response, <laughs> and transgressions against the conventions of war. That is correct. Yeah. Like, you can't... That's the rule, right? Is, like, until it's open war everywhere, like, you can't just kill civilians. Like, no. that's the rule. That's the you rule. You can only target military-esque type of places. Right. Others understood that Germany previously had unambiguously alerted all neutral passengers of Atlantic vessels to the potential for submarine attacks on British ships, and that Germany considered the Lusitania a British and therefore an enemy ship. Mm-hmm. What? What a, cr- I mean, what a crazy thing to be like this luxury liner, yes, British owned, yeah. is an enemy like warship. Right. So th- we'll get into it because I there were okay. thoughts about like maybe it was also transporting things related things. to the war, which is why Germany was like, I, sure, there's people on it, but you've also got other stuff. But I'm having a thought, which is a little bit related. Not, I mean, it's not related to did was the Lusitania, the boat that the people who survived the Titanic got on. Didn't they get they got on some boat? No, I mean, surely I'm, not. Look it up. I, I am googling. No, it started with a C, I think. I think it's the 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 cup the kappa the kappa kumpa papa. Oh, I think you're correct. The ca the ca the cornucopia the the cornucopia. What? I'm gonna be close. Carpathia. The Carpathia. Carpathia. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yep. Yep. Wow. How yep. close was I? How close was I? You were laughing at cornucopia, but honey, that's like a sneeze away from Carpathia. Yeah, but you were you were closer than I was because I said the Lusitania. Or maybe there's something. Do you see the Lusitania import at the top of Titanic? N- maybe you not. may. I mean, look, they they are they are um, what do you call it? Peers. Correct. I mean, yes. this is 1915. The Lusitania. It is, I am, I am almost certain that it is mentioned and or featured somehow in the film Titanic. Yeah. Because, like, it's, I'm sure it was, there were contemporaries. Yeah. So let's talk about what led to the sinking of the Lusitania. Since the outbreak of World War One, ocean voyage had become dangerous. I think sure. this entire prior conversation just proves that, yes, yeah. war or icebergs or you know whatever like the the ocean was not a friendly place to be at the time the the teens of the 1900 really bad decade for luxury liner treks across the atlantic really bad oh for two oh for two so far so far yeah in terms of the war 
Each side hoped to blockade the other, thus preventing any war materials from getting through to the other side. German U-boats, which were basically submarines, stalked British waters, continually looking for enemy vessels to sink. They're just like... That is, that is, look, this is not an episode on the Titanic, but. No, but please sing that when we do the episode on the Titanic. Okay. Anywho. Anywho. Back to the Lusitania. Mm-hmm. So all ships headed to Great Britain, because the Germans were threatening to, sh- you know, sink them, were instructed to be on the lookout for the U-boats and take precautionary me- measures, such as traveling at full speed and making zigzag movements. <laughs> I just, which I know is something that they can do, but like I'm just imagining these massive ships being like, <laughs> and now to the right, <laughs> back to the left, <laughs> and then all of these rich people on board being like, oh dearie, oh, okay, oh, there's my oyster, right? Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, on May seventh, nineteen fifteen. Captain William Thomas Turner slowed the Lusitania down because of fog and traveled in a predictable line. Okay. First of all, there's a couple of overlaps (laughs) here. Okay. William Thomas Turner, Will Turner, Pirates of the Caribbean. Do we think there's a correlation between- Obviously. Will Turner. Yeah. Yeah. If you've seen it, you know. Yeah. Okay. I, also, it's like, let's not throw Captain William Thomas Turner under the bus no. or the boat, you should say, for the right. fact that he slowed down the ship in fog right. and went in a straight line. It's like, this is 1915. The Titanic was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Will Turner is like, you're not I, catching me flat-footed on the Atlantic. No, no, no. No, no, no. I know what happens to boats that hit icebergs. This is, because it's also like, Early May. They're like in the almost yep. a month period from yep. when the Titanic hit an iceberg. So it's like to have icebergs in the water, I'm sure, is still very much a thing. A concern. Yes. Yes. They don't all melt or float away within a, you know, three week period. No, no. <laughs> oh, poor Will. I know. They, they're really doing got, him dirty. They did him dirty. The Lusitania was primarily used to ferry people and goods across the Atlantic Ocean between the United States and Great Britain. On May 1st, 1915, the Lusitania had left port in New York for Liverpool to make her 202nd trip across the Atlantic. Go off, Lusitania. I know. She traveled far and wide. That was amazing. Let's talk about the sinking. Oh, my God. Let's talk about the sinking. Oh, my God. So Germans are, are bebopping under the under the ocean in their submarines looking for things to shoot. And by oh, my, oh, my, did they hit their target. They got one. They got them. Days before the Lusitania was scheduled to leave New York for Liverpool, the Imperial German Embassy in Washington, D.C. placed ads in American newspapers reminding Americans that Britain and Germany were at war. We're like, hello, don't don't get on these boats. Yeah, for your information, we're at war. Not a good time to go to sea. But I love not that a good time. It's not our State Department. It's the German government being like, "Don't be stupid." They're they're literally saying this. I have it on good authority that it is not a good time to travel the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wink, wink. Not nod. 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 
They warned potential travelers that, quote, vessels flying the flag of Great Britain or any of her allies are liable to destruction. 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 End quote. And, quote, should be avoided. End quote. <laughs> they might as well just have said, New York Times ad, mm-hmm. we're going to sink the Lusitania. Right. <laughs> on May 15th. On May 15th. Since it was assumed that Germany would still allow passengers to get into lifeboats prior to an attack, the cautions were largely ignored. I'm just like, what is that? What does that look like? Right? Like right. the the U-boat makes itself known and then they're like, All right, everybody in a lifeboat. We're gonna <laughs> sink the ship. <laughs> get in a lifeboat. Give me a signal when everybody's in a lifeboat. And then we're gonna we're gonna sink an empty ship. And then good luck. Good luck. <laughs> because the cornucopia is not at sea today. <laughs> what is it again? The Carvadia. The Carvadia. No, but the cornucopia. That's what it's called now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's so wild. That's so yeah, wild. Yeah. I mean, it's also like that That camp, that's not a sustainable plan for no. the Germans. They're. Ju- I bet they were like, oh. come on. You really thought we were going to let everybody into lifeboats before we sank the ship? What's the point? Right. This is also clearly World War One. Because the Germany of World War II, nobody would ever think that the Germans no, would be no, no, like, no. no, no, they'll let people go. Well, the, yeah. humanity first. Well, clearly, I think the Germans are, are very much trying to keep the U.S. out of this conflict. Oh, yes. Or trying to keep more people out of this conflict. So yes. that's why yes. I think it's it's going like this. Approximately 14 miles off the coast of Southern Ireland at Old Head of Kinsale. What a name. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> Stop. The Irish, they get it. They, they get, get it. it. They understand. Neither the captain or any of his crew realized that German U-boat U-20 had already spotted and targeted them. I wonder, I mean, I'm sure that there's like technology on board for them to realize it. Right. But it's also like, again, this isn't the captain's fault. No. Probably against a submarine. Right. At 1.40 p.m., the U-boat launched a torpedo. The torpedo hit the starboard, which is the right side, of the Lusitania. Almost immediately, another explosion rocked the ship. So we got two pew pew Mm -hmm. hitting the ship. The first one definitely was a torpedo. There's questions about what the second explosion was from. Mm, I love. We love a mystery. At the time, the Allies thought the Germans had launched two or three torpedoes to sink the Lusitania. However, the Germans say their U-boat only fired one torpedo. Questions. Many believe that the second explosion was caused by the ignition of ammunition hidden in the cargo hold. Others say that coal dust kicked up when the torpedo hit exploded. No matter what the exact cause, it was damage from the second explosion that made the ship sink. I mean, if there wasn't a first explosion, right. there wouldn't have been a second explosion. I right. think, it, like, regardless of if the Germans sent two torpedoes, the fact that they sent one torpedo made it so that the ship sank. <laughs> Correct. Because without the first one, you don't get the second one, so... Even if they have secret ammunition, that's not blowing up. <laughs> no. Right. The Lusitania sank within 18 minutes... Though there had been enough lifeboats for all passengers, the severe listing of the ship while it sunk 
prevented most from being launched properly. Of the passengers on board, 1,195 people died. The toll of civilians killed in the disaster shocked the world. And I think it's worth noting that our sources do have competing number, like numbers of how many people died because of the stowaways. Nobody can agree on how many stowaways were in on board. Therefore, you'll see some people say 100, 100, 1,195. Some will say less, some will say more. And that's because of stowaways. Isn't that wild? That's wild. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, Produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Like we said at the top, after the sinking of the Lusitania, there was some anti-German sentiment that started to spread. (laughs) There sure was. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So as word spread about Lusitania's fate, so did the outrage. American citizens were saddened and stunned, but not ready to rush to war. President Woodrow Wilson wanted to proceed with caution and remain neutral while former President Theodore Roosevelt demanded swift retaliation. Teddy's like, give me a gun. Give me give, a gun. Put me on a ship. Send me in. Send I'm going to go hunting for U-boats. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Imagine going from Teddy Roosevelt to Woodrow Wilson. I, I I honestly feel like that's the change of an era. We've talked about this. Oh, how, for like, sure. When you think about how, like, certain people lived at the same time period and you're like, I'm sorry, Teddy Roosevelt was alive for the start of World yeah. War One. That's almost yeah. more – that's, like – flooring to me because you you just think of him as like <laughs> the guy who made the national parks and he's like yeah. riding around and like trying to like, like he foamed his own bull moose party yeah not that he like was around for when germany was trying to take over the world yeah 
Yeah, it is. It is like how. It's like yeah. a weird. Yeah. It's a weird historical weird. thing. But yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, Woodrow was a different type of president. A, a bad one, you might say. Some might say. I've Lizzie never might said that. I've never even suggested. That's crazy. crazy. But you keep remaining neutral, Woodrow. You keep being neutral. You keep going. You keep going on. Hmm. Germany, for its part, defended its aggressive move, claiming the Lusitania had carried weapons and war supplies and was therefore fair game. Mm. They attempted to divert blame. British propaganda against them snowballed. Throngs of vengeance-seeking Brits rushed to enlist, and anti-German riots broke out in London. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, they killed a bunch of British people. They're pissed. Yeah. And also, it's like, this isn't an episode about Titanic, but it is crazy that, like, this was three years, nearly to the day, Yeah. after the Titanic sank. It's like to have another catastrophic, you know, obviously the Titanic yeah. was no in no way related to politics, war, anything, but, like, just... Uh, like from a from a civilian sort of like cultural standpoint to have another catastrophic yeah ship sinking yeah it's crazy yeah then in august of 1915 a german submarine sank the british ocean liner the sss arabic and claimed self defense <laughs> okay they threw china at us <laughs> they tried they to threw run the us over they knew we were here The event further strained diplomatic relations between the United States and Germany. President Wilson warned Germany that if it was determined that Germany had sunk the ship without cause, the United States may cut diplomatic ties and enter the war. Don't make me come back there. Don't make me come back there. Don't make me come back there. I will turn this car around. Mm -hmm. I love this. They may cut diplomatic ties. I may may turn this car around. You don't know. I may turn this car around. We may not go to Disney World. How about that? How about that? I will leave you in suspense. Germany caved and in September announced they would no longer sink passenger ships without warning. I just. Okay, fine. Fine. We will We will send up a flare. Mm-hmm. They get 20 minutes, get everybody <laughs> off, and then it's going down. <laughs> <laughs> that is going down. Oh, my God. Leave the China behind. Oh, God. Satisfied for, satisfied at least for the moment. President Wilson chose not to declare war on Germany, despite being encouraged otherwise by some of his cabinet members. They're like, Look, they promised me. Would row. They promised me they wouldn't sh- sink another ship without without warning. Without warning. They're going to talk to us about them. it first. I believe in second and third chances. Mm-hmm. The sinking of the Lusitania was a public relations nightmare for Germany as a as public opinion in the United States turned against them. I mean, hello. I'm sure. But Wilson, like we said, wasn't ready to declare war. In early 1917, British intelligence intercepted a telegram from German Foreign Minister Arthur Zimmerman to the German minister to Mexico, Henrik von Eckhart. The Zimmerman telegram, as it's known, stated that Germany planned to return to unrestricted submarine warfare and would sink <laughs> all ships. This is why people did not trust Germany for the longest of course, time. Of course, people, they're going to keep sinking ships. Of course, they're going to keep sinking ships. What are you ship. talking about? Right. The fact that for for even I don't even know how long this was for for a year, they like Woodrow Wilson sincerely thought that they were not that they had totally stopped. I'm like, uh, no, no, they're at war. Right. They're going to keep sinking passenger ships. Of course, because you've done nothing to like to deter them. Yikes! You have nothing to say. Like that was bad. Don't do that again. Yeah. This is crazy. 
Right. So the Zimmerman telegram comes through and it says Germany plans to return to unrestricted submarine warfare and would sink all ships, including those carrying American passengers located Mm. in the war zone. Mm -mm -mm. I mean. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Right. That's how you go to war. That's how you go to war. The telegram also proposed an alliance between Germany and Mexico should the United States decide to join the European allies. They're like, you're your <laughs> northern border. Yeah. Borders are MMA. President Wilson was outraged. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. But you're not going to guess what he didn't do. To be betrayed by Germany of all things. However, when Germany officially resumed unrestricted submarine warfare, Wilson and the American public had had enough. Uh, okay, I'm, I've had enough to hear with your crap, with your lies. Mm-hmm. In April 1917, the United States Congress voted to declare war on the Central Powers and entered World War One. Woo! <laughs> Let's go. Let's ride. Let's ride. So the U.S. has entered the ring. Of World War One, The sinking of the Lusitania was not the single largest factor contributing to the entrance of the United States into the war two years later, but it certainly solidified the public's opinion towards Germany. So, like, a lot of things led mm-hmm. to us going to World War One. Lusitania was, I think it's like the inciting incident when you really yeah. think about it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the match. President Woodrow Wilson, who I just can't ever um, stand, who guided the U.S. through its isolationist foreign policy, held the position of neutrality for almost two years, two more years after the sinking of the Lusitania. Many, though, consider the sinking a turning point. (laughs) Hello. Finger on the pulse. Hello. Mm -hmm. Technologically, ideologically, and strategically in the history of modern warfare, signaling the end of the, quote, gentlemanly, gentlemanly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, end quote. War practices of the 19th century and the beginning of a more ominous and vicious era of total warfare. Yeah. yeah. It's no longer, we're going to hold our pistols up, turn round, step mm-hmm. ten paces north, turn round, one shot, if you make it, you die, the duel's over, so we're not doing that anymore. We're, we're just, not doing we're that just anymore. mass murdering civilians mm-hmm. at this point. Just one. Modern warfare. Modern warfare. So like we talked about at the top, the Lusitania is still there. She's like, still there. She's, she's, still, she's still underwater. So this is an excerpt from a book, The Lost Liners, by Robert D. Ballard and Rick Archibald. And it's just, it talks just about like what the ship looks like. And it just mm. sounds super eerie and yeah. great. So go get the yeah. book. From the book, quote, the wreck lies in just 295 feet of water, making it relatively easy pickings. Reports of blasting and salvaging operations, some apparently conducted by or for the Royal Navy, dated back to 1946. In the 1980s, salvagers had removed two of the bow anchors and three of the four bronze propellers. Like, they're just taking shit from the ship. Yeah, yeah. So they go down diving. They go down to the to see mm. the wreck. So this is how they're seeing all of this. But nothing prepared us for the actual scene of devastation. The hull is in two torn and twisted pieces, a sad echo of its former glory. It is probable that the bow section tore free of the rest of the ship when it hit bottom. 
The wreck is pocked with holes that were probably caused by depth charges. The Lusitania lies on her starboard side, which is the side on which she was shot down where the torpedo hit, obscuring the area where the mm. torpedo hit it. So they can't really tell yeah. the entry point. Yeah. Then Thalco had some additional information. So in 1993, divers led by the National Geographic's Bob Ballard, who wrote the book on Lost Liners, explored the wreck of the Lusitania, situated eight miles off the coast of Ireland. On board, the divers found approximately 4 million U.S.-made Remington .303 bullets, which the discovery supports German's long-held belief that the Lusitania was being used to transport war materials. So they were right. They were right, but also it's still like you can't kill 2,000 people because there's some bullets. No. I'm like, weapons of mass destruction, maybe you could make that argument. Right. And it's a tough argument to that's, make. That's, but yep. bullets? I'm like, what? Or like a tank? I'm like, just bullets. It's, you know? Like, yeah. I get it. I know. We don't want them to go across, but it's no. also like, do you want it? To me, it's like, do you want the United States entering this war or not? Like, right, right, the bullets right. were not worth the United States entering the war. No, this seems like a, a miscalculation of risk. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Correct. The find has also fed support for the theory that it was the explosion of munitions on board that caused the second explosion on the Lusitania. So they still don't know why there was a second explosion. Yeah. But the fact that they found these bullets. At least supports a theory. That caused the explosion or like there was other stuff on board that could have caused the explosion. Mm. However, the shells contained neither powder, propellant charge or fuses. Okay. So maybe not. So maybe not. Further, Ballard's thorough survey of the wreck showed no evidence of an internal explosion near the munitions. So, like, maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe We're yes, not maybe really so. not really sure. Could have been yeah. a second torpedo. Other theories have included a boiler explosion or a steam line explosion, but the most likely explanation is that there were probably several explosions. Yeah. I mean, again, it yeah. goes back to the, to the, the, the thought of, like, it doesn't matter if the second explosion was caused by something within the Lusitania. Right. Whatever that was would not have exploded had yeah. a full ass torpedo right. not hit the side of the Lusitania. You are correct. You are It is correct. also so crazy to me how close they were to Ireland. It is really, it's insane. Like it's they really were literally close. like, they, they're like, okay, we see land. Mm-hmm. We're going to dock in Liverpool. Perfect. All right. You know, like yep. this wasn't in the middle of, this was nearly in British waters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, it was really, it was really close. They were, they were almost Yikes. there. Yikes. They were almost Yikes. there. Yikes. I know. Yikes. Yeah. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. The, the title of this episode should be. <laughs> The sinking of the Lusitania, a miscalculation of risk. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Because mm-hmm. I think had they not, like, had they not targeted passenger vessels, like, truly the United States with Woodrow Wilson at the helm would have never have entered the war. Oh, no. They would have they would have been like, that's fair game. That's a, that's a military yeah. I'm thing. I'm like, you could have done literally ship. so much else yeah. to just the British, which was your main you know, a opponent, enemy yep. at the time. Yeah. It you know, it's always crazy to me when we do things that are like about World War One, World War Two, or any war in general, mm-hmm. where we just identify bad strategy. Right. I'm like, I could have won this war. 
Right. If I, I could have won this war. Mm-hmm. Had we just, just asked. Had we just asked? Had we just thought my it input. through? Yeah. I'm like, look, you don't want you don't want another fighter entering the ring. No. Especially one like the United States, you know, unless you're getting another hefty giant as well. Right, correct. Unless you're like, I, the United States is fine because I have no. Russia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yikes, yikes. Not good. This was not cute. This was not cute, Germany. No. This was bad strategy. Bad strategy. Really bad. Really bad. You know, and then the Japanese during World War II did not learn anything from this mistake. No. Because, yes, they did. It was a military force, but they killed civilians and they really took it by surprise. It's it's different too because like that was a blatant attack on U.S. soil. Like that was That's, an attack yes. on a on a state yes. of the United States. So that yes. was them trying to aggress the United States and in, into the war. But that was after they had had so much success That's in true. Europe. So they are feeling themselves. Right. They are like, we are going to become the global power, and you are going to submit to our demands. This, I think, Germany hadn't gotten to that place. No, no, no. They just, they were poking a bear that they didn't even think was that big. Yeah. Like, they were going toe-to-toe with with Great Britain. But this, like, they hadn't had the type of massive success that that the Germans had at World War II before they... Because, I mean, to me, like, Pearl Harbor was not poking the bear. Pearl Harbor was like, we're going to attack you. Because you are aiding you know even if it's distantly the enemy and so now you're a part of this war and you're gonna feel the retaliation Mm -hmm. this i don't think that they were i mean i think they were just trying to get away with what they could get away with with the u.s but i don't think that they really were wanting or hoping for the u.s to enter the ring for this one oh like almost like they weren't even like not even thinking about that they were just like we warned you so like we took out the ad we did the work. We did take out the ad. Like we, we did our, ad, we, we did, did our diplomacy to people. let you know, mm-hmm. yeah, not to get on yeah. these ships. Yeah, I mean, I guess at the same time, like they were talking with Mexico and kind of being like, hey, <laughs> like the, I think they were getting their ducks in the row. Should the mm-hmm. U.S. enter the war? Right, but I don't. It's so different from World War II, where it was a clear attack on the United States. Like, right. I don't think Germany or Japan attacked Pearl Harbor being like, I wonder if this will make them engage with war with us. Like you attack somebody (laughs) on their soil and you know that they're going to declare war. Like they were like, come, come. This, I think they were just kind of like, if it happens, it happens. But that's not the, that's not the point of sinking the Lusitania. No, 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 no. Yeah. And I'm like, you could have you could have kept the U.S. out of this war for so much longer, if not forever. Right. Had you avoided like that was Woodrow's one thing. Just keep the civilians on the ships out of it. <laughs> right. And Kill anybody else. Right. Promise me you're <laughs> going to do that. And then they promised and then they found out they were going to back out on that promise. Yeah. Yeah. So bad strategy. Bad strategy. bad strategy. It all comes down to bad strategy, and that's it usually does. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. And that is the end of our episode on the sinking of the Lusitania. Great episode. Great episode. Thank and you, once you again, much. you were great, great notes. Mm. And one day we will do the Titanic. It will come. It will come. Probably April of next year. 
April of next year, maybe. Or our 200th episode, I would still say. It could also be a 200th episode. Oh, that's true. That's true. We'll see. We'll We'll see. see. The point is, it'll come. Yeah. But in the meantime, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.